Merry Christmas, everyone. And for today's episode that airs on Christmas, we are obviously going to talk about my favorite Christmas movie of all time, the original animated version of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And this is objectively the best version. Obviously, I love the Benedict Cumberbatch version and I love the Jim Carrey version, but the original animated version is objectively the best. And I literally can quote the entire movie. Like, it's the one cool talent I have is that you just give me a line and I can probably give you the next line and I can start from the beginning and go through the end. Um, it's a little kind of scary sometimes. My junior year of high school in A-Push during finals week in December, our entire class finished our finals super early because we had like a two-hour finals block and we finished super early. And so my teacher put on the original animated version of The Grinch and I was sitting there mouthing the whole movie and everybody was kind of just staring at me like, really, you're going to do this right now? I was like, look, I'm sorry. Like, it's my favorite movie. And they were like, yeah, we got that from the way you just like mouth every line. And my sophomore year of high school, we were doing fables like and short stories and fables And as part of this unit, we had to bring in an example of a fable that was already written. And I brought in the Grinch because, you know, it's a fable. He learns a lesson. It tells a tale, whatever. And there was extra credit offered if you wanted to read the fable out loud to the class. So I sat down and I, like, read to the class. And it was really funny because everybody came and, like, sat in a circle, like, in front of me. It felt like I was, like, a kindergarten teacher, but it was very fun. And I got extra credit for reading the Grinch. So, like, obviously that's, like a win-win and basically all of that is to say it is my favorite Christmas movie of all time and I'm very 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 excited to talk about it books tv music and movies all things that make a big impact on everyone I'm constantly gushing about my latest read to anyone who listen so I figured I'd turn my rambling into something coherent that people will actually listen to which means no tuning out halfway through I'm Maya Ghosh and this is my take Obviously, the original animated version is an adaptation off of the book, and we're not really going to talk about the book because the adaptation and the book are pretty much the same thing because the adaptation is a very, very good strict adaptation. Like, if I was going to teach a class on, like, strict adaptations, I would use this because literally the only thing, besides the singing, like, they add in the singing, but it's fine because we love the singing. But besides that, I literally think the only thing is the black thread versus red thread, where it's, like, in the book, when the Grinch is tying the horn on the top of Max's head, he takes red thread, and in the movie, he takes black thread. And I'm pretty sure that's literally the only difference, obviously, besides the singing. And so, like, it is a very, very good adaptation. And obviously, like, because it's my favorite Christmas movie, it's my favorite Christmas book, and maybe one day I'll do an episode on the book, but it feels kind of redundant because the movie and the book are essentially the same thing in my head. And it's really cool because they have the soundtrack that you can, like, buy or get on Spotify or whatever, and instead of it just being the songs like it would for a normal movie it is the whole ass thing it's basically like the movie in podcast form and I listen to that all the time and I like it's it's fun because 
sometimes I'll put it on like a bigger Christmas playlist and hit shuffle and then every so often I'll get a Grinch thing and I'll know exactly where we are but then it'll just like fade out or cut out and like you know I could keep going with the lyrics but it's like because it's on shuffle it's not and it's just it's very funny and I can see the whole movie playing in my head when I do that and so and I love that and now we are going to jump in to the plot and I love that we start with like the Who Christmas like they're singing and they are carrying their tree into Whoville and it's set on Christmas Eve so they're decorating Whoville very very late unless there's just like some unexplained time jump between them decorating and then seeing the Grinch but we have trim up the tree after they carry in the Christmas tree and it's a very iconic song and I love the Who's like slinging the wreaths back and forth across like from window to window in the very beginning that looks very fun and we see Cindy Lou Who's Jack in the Box like puts the star on the tree which is cool and then we go up to the Grinch and it goes every Who down Whoville liked Christmas a lot but the Grinch who lived just north of Whoville did not and I said that from memory it's not in my notes but I feel like saying just north of Whoville is a tad understating it because Crumpet is 10,000 feet tall and I feel like just north is like maybe a couple thousand feet if you're on a mountain but 10,000 feet's like way up there so just north is a little understating it and I love that his heart is not only two sizes small in the beginning it's also like deformed because they have like the traditional heart shapes and then his two small size heart is like weird and crinkly and whatever and then we also can see the peak of Whoville from Crumpet so the Grinch has some damn good eyes if he can see Whoville from the top of Crumpet you know like it just yeah and then we have the scenes of the girls and the boys rushing for their toys and all the noise, 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 and the drumstick like beating on the sides of his head. And the Who's toys are so insane. Like very cool, but also very insane. And there's like roller skates and bikes. And like if I was a mother, I'd be like, uh, take that outside. I don't care if it's snowing because you're not ruining my house. Like biking and the Zuzita Kaze, a roller skate type of, type of lacrosse and co croquet. Like that is not getting played in my house ever. And we have the whole like feast and the Russian nesting strawberries thing, which is very weird. And like, just, it feels like it's just, I mean, it's a Dr. Seuss thing, right? It's just like a whimsical detail, but it's very fun. And then we see the Who Christmas Sing, which obviously like, you know, fills our hearts with love and we love the Who Christmas Sing and like, and it's just, it's so cute. And then we see the Grinch back Max into the snow so he gets the snow beard and it gives the whole like idea for the Grinch to like steal Christmas because he sees like the snow beard and the snow hat and so he's like Max looks like Santa I'll become Santa steal Christmas and we love Max obviously I've said multiple times in my two other Grinch episodes without Max this would not happen this movie would not happen the Grinch would not be able to steal Christmas shout out to Max for being amazing and when the Grinch sees max in his like snow beard and snow hat i love how he just has this giant smile and his hair just splits in two because he's so happy and seeing that smile makes max immediately hide in the snow again because max knows that it's an awful idea the grinch got a wonderful awful idea i really hope i don't get copyrighted for this because i keep just launching into lyrics and i don't mean to but it just happens i spontaneously just talk about the Grinch anyways and then the Grinch's curtains just so happen to be the perfect like Santa red color to make 
his hat and his coat. And we launch into the first part of You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, which is the best Christmas song. And it makes me so happy every time I hear it. And, like, I love that it's split up into three parts because you get to hear it three times and it's very fun. And Max, again, throughout You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, continues to be the hero of the story because he is the pincushion and the model for the Grinch. And then he presses the pedal on the sewing machine and gets his tail stuck in the sewing machine. Poor dog. And it, like, gets in there and, like, weaves through. Like, it's got to be very painful. And he's just sitting there. He doesn't yelp. He doesn't do anything. He's such a good dog. I want a dog like Max. And then, also, he makes Max pull out all the pillow fluff so the Grinch has white to, like, adorn his suit. And the Grinch isn't lazy, right? Like, he can't be lazy because he does a lot of manual labor to steal Christmas. However, he looks around for all of two seconds when he's trying to find a reindeer. It goes, uh, all I need is a reindeer. The Grinch looked around, but since reindeer are scarce, there are none to be found. He was standing in his house, in his cave, in Crumpet. Looked left, looked right. He was like, no reindeer. Okay, I need to make one. Like, bro, I think you would know if you were living with a reindeer in your cave. And like, yes, there are antlers on the wall, but like, at least put some effort into looking through it. Like in the Benedict Cumberbatch one, like he goes far and wide to find a reindeer before like eventually having to promote Max. But like, you're not a lazy person, Grinch. Obviously I know this, but you were lazy in that moment and I feel like I need to call you out on it. And then poor Max, the horn is too big. So he just falls forward and is resting on his face because it's weighing him down. And then the Grinch loads up some bags and some old and empty sacks on his ramshackle sleigh, which the sleigh makes sense because you live on the top of crumpet you have to get around how does he have all those old bags i guess like we all have like old tote bags and stuff but like for somebody who lives on his own and doesn't do a lot like he has a lot of bags just laying around and then poor fucking max thinks he's gonna get to ride on the sleigh but the grinch makes him pull it downhill which makes no freaking sense because max gets outrun by the sleigh and ends up behind it at one point and then the whole sleigh ride is so funny because max Obviously, he ends up behind the sleigh, and then the Grinch uses a whip on Max, which is not fair, and, like, I want justice for Max, because that should never have happened, and he doesn't even do anything for Max, really, when his heart grows. He's just like, oh, okay, you're a good dog, but then they go upside down, and Max gets super scared and holds on to the Grinch, which is really funny, and the Grinch has to, like, pull him off, like, a, like, swimsuit or something, like, it's stuck to him, and then we get down to Whoville and the Grinch makes poor Max carry the huge ass ladder while all he carries is some bags and I love that when the Grinch gets into the chimney he just stands there for a little just kind of like yeah I'm really doing this I'm stealing Christmas and like takes his moment and like it's the perfect shot and then obviously he slides down he gets stuck and I would like freak out if I was like trying to crawl down the chimney which I would never do but if I was and I got stuck I would like flip my shit and the Grinch is just like he got stuck only once for a minute or two and then he was perfectly fine and then he uses the magnet to pull all the stockings off the wall, off the mantle. And then this is where we start the Christmas stealing montage, which like the original Grinch, this Grinch does so much more work but than either the Jim Carrey Grinch or the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch. Because the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch, he makes a lot of plans. He has a lot of gadgets. So he puts in a lot of work pre like Christmas stealing but the original Grinch puts in a lot of work just on the night and he's just like I got this idea I'm gonna go for it and no one can outwork the original Grinch like I aspire to have the work ethic of the original Grinch where he's like I have this really crazy idea to steal Christmas and I'm gonna do it and he does it and he pulls it off perfectly I mean obviously he returns Christmas so it's like failed if you want to think of the plan but like he executes the plan perfectly until he decides to like grow a heart 
And then again, poor Max gets crushed by the bags as he's trying to catch that come out of the chimney. And we play You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, again. And he uses the cane as a pool cue to, like, knock all the ornaments off the tree. And then it is in the first house that we meet Cindy Lou Who. And we claim the Grinch was so smart and so quick that he thought up a lie and he thought up quick. But he was, like, biting his nails and chattering his teeth for a second before he came up with the lie. And it's a good thing Cindy Lou Who was only two because any kid older than that would have, like, very quickly realized that the Grinch was lying because that was not a good poker face. Like, he literally so freaked out and then so, like, calm. And it's like, you can't try and tell me that that's fooling anybody, like, older than two. I mean, it makes sense because Cindy Lou Who is two, but you know what I mean. And then I love the pettiness of leaving, like, hooks and wire on the walls because it's not just, like, everything that's gone. It's, like, all of the pretty things are gone, but you still have to put in the work to clean off, like, the hooks and the wire from the walls, which is very funny. And we, at one point, used the wreaths to, like, monkey bar across from one window to another, which I think would be another very fun addition to Grinch World. And if you didn't listen to my last episode, basically last episode, I had the epiphany that, like, we have a Disney World and, like, we have a Harry Potter World. Whoever owns the rights to the Grinch, which I think is universal, should build a Grinch World. And I got this idea because in the Jim Carrey version of the Grinch, Cindy Lou, whose dad is sliding back and forth across the ladder filling presents in and I thought it was really cool if they did that and they had like little things and there was like a stealing Christmas game and like a ride up crumpet like ride or whatever and so I think the wreaths as the monkey bars would be a really cool thing in the like stealing Christmas game if there was like oh you have one house and then you have to go to the other and like obviously it wouldn't be that far off the ground and you could like walk if you had to but it'd be cool to like do it like monkey bar style and I don't know if that's ever gonna happen if they're ever gonna build a Grinch world but they really should and if they should I would give them all my money to go there and they should credit me with the idea because I came up with it and then we have the final part of the Christmas stealing montage with the final part of your mean one Mr. Grinch And I love that during this one, the big tree in the center of Whoville folds up like an umbrella. Like he pushes it up and then pulls it down. And it's like an umbrella tree, which is very funny because they show them like cutting the tree down. So obviously we know it's a real tree, but it folds up like an umbrella. And then poor fucking Max has to pull the full ass sleigh up the full ass height, 10,000 feet up the side of Mount Crumpet. And then gets up there and the Grinch takes time to gloat so he's just swinging around in his harness and obviously we appreciate that the Grinch takes time to gloat because obviously without that like he would never have his moment of reform because we he would have heard the things too late and already have dumped all the presents and everyone comes out and sings anyways which obviously and then he grabs onto Max and every time he like realizes something he pulls Max down he's like it came without ribbons and then lets Max go it came without tags lets Max go it came without packages boxes or bags And then I love that the Grinch's eyes change color. They change color from red to blue when he's like very happy and he has his epiphany and he gets the strength of 10 Grinches plus two because he lets go of Max. So the sleigh starts to fall and he grabs onto Max and then Max pulls out of his collar and then he grabs onto the sleigh and he gets the strength and his heart grows. And he finally, when he returns, Max finally gets to ride in the sleigh when he's riding down to return all the stuff. And he, he himself, the Grinch, carves the roast beast. And so to wrap up this episode, obviously, as you can tell, I've been quoting this throughout the whole thing just randomly. Like, I don't have any of the quotes in my notes, I promise. 
that's just me and my memory and obviously like you can tell i love this movie so much it's been my favorite christmas movie forever will continue to be my favorite christmas movie forever a ton of my christmas decorations in my room are grinch themed i'm wearing grinch themed socks as i record this like it just is so good and such a classic and so iconic and like the perfect length too and they have the soundtrack and it's just it's so good and I love it so much and I really hope Grinch World becomes a thing like the more I talk about Grinch World the more I think it really should become a thing and just like Merry Christmas everybody thank you for tuning into my podcast on Christmas I hope you guys have a great Christmas or holidays whatever you celebrate um Obviously, I celebrate Christmas because I'm doing Christmas-themed things. I don't celebrate Christmas religiously. I celebrate Christmas like Christmas. But that's enough rambling about me and Christmas and the Grinch. And yeah, I have been Maya Ghosh, and this has been my take on the original animated version of Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Thanks for listening. So we're kind of a one-woman show here at My Take, so the credits are not going to be very long. This podcast is produced and edited um, by me. I do all of my own social media. The only person I really have to thank is one of my great friends, Paris, who did the music that is in the intro and that you're listening to now. So thank you, Paris, and thank you all for listening. You can reach me at underscore my take on Twitter and Instagram, and please leave a rate or review wherever you listen to this podcast. That helps a ton. So yeah, thanks for listening.